Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Welcome back to part two of Bull versus Bear part two, which is a very confusing sentence. But anyway, we finished off on Westworld and now Johnny's going to hit us with the next bull or bear. My protein. I th- Have we done I that? I think we, we did, did my that. protein last time. Oh, so... <sighs> but they're a, they're a great company. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> okay, so you're... From, from that. <laughs> I love how that's the first really one as well. Spinning. Um, Hot potatoed. So, yeah, so blogging. Oh, um, when you say blogging, do you mean like written writing article. and posting articles on like a, a self hosted website? Yeah, exactly. Right, so creating a web blog. So creating a web blog in 2021. I, I mean, is, is it bullish in terms of? for the individual or for a larger number of people to do it. Does that make sense? As a <laughs> okay, like I suppose if you were to to buy stocks in the concept of blogging, like let's say in WordPress or Blogspot. I'm like I'm sure I'm sure on that too, but I'm long on an individual benefit stance. That if you're an exceptional blogger. Yes. If you're an exceptional blogger, it's much better than having a Twitter or a Facebook. Ah, so that's kind of like, um, there's a couple of diamonds in the rough, penny stocks that you can buy, but most of them... Exactly. This is, so like Dogecoin, for example. There, there's some Dogecoins in there, <laughs> but it's a lot of other toots that people are trying to push on Twitter. Toot. <laughs> like hashtag... Well, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, long on a, I'm long on written, longer form written content and search content for businesses mm-hmm. but not for an individual i think most people use that instagram as an equivalent thing as like a way of documenting thoughts and experiences and um or they'll use like another platform i think That's the thought true. of like creating and maintaining and styling and managing like a, an actual blog for an individual at this point is it's pretty rare yeah so i think that you've nailed it there of instagram people will write their thoughts in a long caption and sometimes mm-hmm. the photo will just be any random photo and that the the content is the the written part and you're going to get more eyes on that content but for a shorter time by posting on instagram where everyone is for a blog it implies or it requires that people actually go to your website rather than go to the the aggregator yeah. and not many people have a have or use a blog aggregator like reader or feedly um most people listening probably won't even know what that is so um <laughs> i don't so there we go so that that's where you take multiple blogs that you like 
but you have to have found them manually or you know however you just stumbled on them put them into your blog aggregator and then you create a feed of blog posts from people that you like but it's a lot more clumsy it's not as easy for someone to discover you that way and it's not social so i i agree with that but i think in terms of i don't know well one as someone who deeply studied writing i'm obviously very into writing and into long form stuff but i think in terms of i guess what i see the life cycle of you know so the, the social media generation that's really you're probably top end of that maybe a couple years higher you know what i mean like in terms of like growing up with it and it being this genuine social currency like that is only pretty new and i think as humans mature and age they become less bothered about the fucking shiny stuff and become more interested in like the more intricate discussions which again that's why i think podcasting is very awesome and interesting for that too um but i think there is massive space for long form writing even in a personal context like two of my favorite blogs like two of my favorite things on the planet are like blogs of so, so brain pickings by maria popova is incredible if you haven't checked it out i'd suggest it and i think and then also like stratechery i don't know if you've heard of that but they're both sort of like subscription model single single person blogs that are just incredibly high quality so i suppose that there's no room for being an average blogger like being a mediocre blogger you're not going to get anywhere no i mean you'll have to be that to start with but yeah i think but I, I think like the value that you get it's the whole thousand true fans kind of thing isn't it like as long as you get eyes on what you're doing or like even not and not too many eyes either it's almost the same as being a personal trainer like to go back to online fitness business but like you only need i mean even if you had like you know a hundred recurring clients you'd be laughing but like that's sort of it's the same in, in that regard because I, th I think there's you can give so much value to the world if you actually dive into the deeper details versus just to get likes and attention. Yeah. We we found that with our traffic as well, that as the business has grown and our, and our traffic on other platforms has gone up massively, the website and the blog has stayed relatively, relatively stable or it's grown at a much slower rate. Um, and I think that's just because people aren't reading long-form stuff anymore. They're not subscribing to blogs. There's the odd article that gets a lot of gets lots of traffic, but that's more from Google search terms. Like you just happen sometimes to write an article that hits a home run. You don't really know why, but it's because you've accidentally um, tickled a search term. Yeah, yeah you've, tickled, you've tickled Google a little bit. What I have found is that taking articles which we wrote a couple of years ago or more, maybe five, six years ago, and didn't get much traction at the time, repurposing them, the same content into a video or into a tweet thread or into an Instagram carousel or something gets a lot more traffic now. So part of that's just finding people where they are and you just got to play the game. Yeah, so uh, we pull up there. So Alex, I think is, I'm bearish. Yeah, I'm I'm bearish overall. I think Alex is going to manage. I'm, a very I'm contextually portfolio. I'm contextually bullish because okay. of certain, certain elements. Well, like if it's just like, oh, I went to the shops today. It was nice. There was lots of things in the supermarket. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not a fucking interesting. But if it's like you're an expert on a topic and you really care about it and you're passionate, I don't think there's much better than writing because there's such. I don't know. Like there's. 
again, this is obviously coming from the perspective of someone who wants to write. So it's a different, you know, but I, I don't think there's, there's so much more nuance and so much more that you can do with writing that you can't do with like a tweet or like a, an Instagram post, like, unless you're like a master photographer, which again, the cadence at which you need to produce stuff for Instagram means that you can't be a master photographer. Otherwise, you know, but I think there's still room for artists in the world. And I think as the social media generation ages, it will become more and more relevant because people will actually want deep and meaningful conversations about topics or deep and meaningful, you know? Yeah, exactly. Versus, and I just think that's what happens as you age. Like, you know, people love a long walk if they're old, much more than they do if they're young. And I think that's because of a, a, a search for quality, a search for some kind of essential thing. And that's a bit philosophical, but and I could be completely wrong. And we might all just be living in VR strip clubs. But I hope that it's not going to be that. And that, no, you know, I think that, that makes sense. Like the, there's, there's the timeless aspect of human psychology that goes through that rise and fall. So may well be the case. Yes. Hey, what's up? My name's Jimmy, and I've been working with Pro Pain Fitness for the last 12 weeks now. Everything is now in place. I've actually now got a, a, a business model as such, which beforehand I had none of that. And to be honest, I had no idea where to even start. So if you are having any doubts or hesitations, then you're right in having them. But um, trust me, it'll be worth it. Two cracking lads as well, who are down to earth and kind of know where you're coming from. Um, which is also the reason why I chose to go with these two lads, um, Johnny and Yusuf, because they've came from a similar background to myself where they were working full-time jobs, weren't happy with what they were doing, knew where they wanted to go um, and have nailed it, in my opinion. So, yeah, thanks very much, guys, and I look forward to continuing work with you in the future. I've got one. Go on. Or it's a, it's it's not it's not strictly bull bear. It's more how long do you think the current so the subject is Fitbits or wearable tech. Mm-hmm. Have we done that as well? No. So I don't think the, so. Thank God. So the question is, how long do you think until that stuff is just an implant? So I saw a great and this is not something we could have ever predicted really, that um it was a timeline. It was like from a comic of there was a, a brief period in history where our wrists were totally free. And it was between 2010 and 2018. So that's when watches became unpopular because everyone had smartphones and wow. smartwatches hadn't hit the mainstream yet. So, the, okay. So the evolution is fitness wearables are probably at their peak popularity now what in in hist- historically yeah historically so like yeah. they a fitbit as a brand i think has been around quite a while now yeah maybe 10 years maybe a little longer i think yeah but I, like i can remember when they were released it was like a weird thing to have a fitbit um it was like the vibrant now. foot shoes yeah exactly <laughs> so you're right it's it hit the point in market maturity where even 2007 non-fitnessy yeah. people have a fitbit mm-hmm. so so like if you think of the evolution of that so fitbit as a as a business are releasing new stuff quarterly so when when does that stuff just become like you no longer have to wear a watch 
to to track that stuff. And have you have you been down the rabbit hole of the Neuralink stuff on YouTube, and like the actual yeah. the lab where like they made a snail think something, or like they read a snail's thoughts, or, or is it a pig's the, thoughts, and they're all fucking celebrating like crazy. Is the snail? Do they make it, They make a pig like they do something with a. I can't remember the animal, but they it draws something or is yes. thinking of a pattern. Yeah, yes. That's, that's fucking unbelievable. Snail. It's so yeah. cool. What's the snail thinking? Just I'm a snail, might... I'm a snail. Snail, snail, snail. snail actually, snail, no, snails snail. are very profound, Yusuf. You've actually got it all wrong. Because they move slowly. They don't have they're not rushing. They're just meditative at all times. How do you know they're not rushing? Like, maybe they are rushing, but that's just as fast as they can go. Well, because I've seen them draw the thoughts, and they're actually very peaceful. It was just a lovely it, meadow. It was very obvious. How do you define rushing? Like, is it not just operating at the... Uh, it's the a language you're... spoken by people in the former Soviet Union. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> rushing. Yeah. Um... So when Johnny's question. when are wearables? How long are wearables in their current form going to last for? Do you think? As in, like mass adoption? So like no, no. So like in ten years' time, will people still? I assume people will still be like keen to know how active they are, or how their yeah. sleep is. Will that be in the form of a, a wristband, or how close are we? Do you think to it just being? So in, I think that the technology will be available quite soon i think it's already available maybe, maybe well i suppose Neuralink in its early stages yeah but um people we've seen that people are very resistant to the idea of an implant so Fucking hell, all, of, yeah. all of the paranoia of the vaccines recently has Jeez. shown that people's like mass uh sentiment is like no i don't want anything <clears throat> inside me tracking my uh whereas people are much happier to just put something on their wrist even if it's a little bit more inconvenient than something in you is that not just a choice thing though like I'm sure if you could, if the implant was something you could buy, and it was five grand. I bet people would think differently about it than like you can't go on an airplane unless uh, you okay. let me do this. So the way it's framed. I, I think that must have an impact because people like resist authority, don't they? They resist like I'm being told I've got to do this. This yeah. is like I'm sure if Fitbits were made mandatory and everyone had to track their steps for like as part of a government initiative, people would hate that. Yeah, but loads of people are quite happy to buy a Fitbit. It's, it's so funny, isn't it? Like in in lockdowns as well. Like there's definitely people who wouldn't have left the house anyway for months at a time, or like would have only left the house to go like shops and walking. And yet, as soon as you're told like you can't leave the house, to you're just like, oh well, suddenly it's all you want to do. I, there was a, a thing around where where we live when like the first lockdown happened, where because we go we go on a dog walk every night, so I've got a pretty good idea of like the general traffic the regulars exactly and like that's fairly constant as you'd expect lockdown happens you go out and suddenly everyone's in the street yeah exactly. everyone's in the street exactly. like oh we can't leave like well, what the fuck are you doing like you've just like you've had all year to do this but you t- you, you wait until you're told you can't and then you do it but anyway so i would would you two get a, let's say the implant's like 500 quid and it gives you blood readings and it gives you like HRV recovery metrics and it's really accurate. Would you get one? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I think Yusuf, I would probably want Yusuf to get one either before me or at the same time as me. Yeah, we'd have to go together and just, hold each other's hand. Well, and... Just because I think like I wouldn't want it in me 
and then to ask Yusuf about it and I go, well, I have seen some studies about it. Well, I mean, so that's obviously I, I, do, I do the research on that side of things. Yeah. Like, you know. But you'd but be keen for one. I think so, because I don't think... I'd be up for it. Like, I think... I think everyone has my data already. You know, I think it's pretty much up for grabs. I don't think I'm like some... Especially because I grew up, like, you know, on the fucking yeah. internet. Like, there's a lot of your life is online. Like, there's definitely pictures of me going back to the pedophilia thing but like nudes of me when i was 15 when i was trying to flirt with girls online for example like that's a thing <laughs> but like that definitely exists somewhere you know what i mean like I'm i wasn't never, I, I wasn't like putting it publicly but like that definitely right. exists somewhere but so someone's got that someone's yeah which you know someone's got that somewhere and i just i think <laughs> i'm not like i think i fucked it i'm too late you know you're probably you're probably in a privileged position where it'll be on someone's hard drive on an old Hewlett Packard computer. That's true. Like not, not cloud ago. based. Yeah, it won't be cloud based. Yeah. That's it. It won't be in Google Drive. So, I think you're safe. Yeah. And even if it is in Google Drive, like it's the Jeff Bezos attitude to all of this. When someone threatened to release nudes to him, just like do it. Exactly. I mean, what, what I like. <laughs> like uh, fun fact: underneath my clothes, I'm naked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's not as though naked people on the internet's this like new thing like fucking hell it's a naked person on the internet like you just join the queue of millions of other people I also, like, quite happy to be naked on the internet and don't care that anyone's got the video of that happening it's so. also really funny because like I think an early like 90s or 80s movie concept or like you know or even like a TV show concept was this scandal of like oh something got released about you I think that is really like diminishing these days like, even like the market, like, value, uh, the market value. So like, even like Kim Kardashian, she did a sex tape now. No way. No one gives a fuck. Another sex tape. <laughs> like, I think we've missed sex tape fame. I don't think like, you know. People just don't even break a stride, do they? It's like which, a headline I know that's going to really then... disappoint Yusuf because he's been working on a movie for a while. But well, unfortunately. Yeah, my, I'm struggling to get any, any traction on my OnlyFans as well. But, um, but the, this is like the average OnlyFans person earns a ridiculously low amount. And it's just, I think, yeah, the the oversupply of a commodity that was previously like, oh, it's a bit risque. Now you've got people aggressively trying to market their nudes and struggling. Well, and I think there's a, the three of us have got a, we've got a Netflix documentary in us of trying as a team to get Yusuf in the OnlyFans account. He'd fucking smash it. He's fine. We just do like a behind the scenes of like, of what you'd have to go through and what that's like and how you feel. Like I've got and the big then, lighting. And but so like, we can have like the PR of it. And but sex work. I feel like Alex would be a good is, producer. I'd be amazing. I'd, you'd, you'd be, we'll be millionaires next, this time next year. Um, <laughs> but no, I think, flat cap. but it's so much, it's just, just like, almost just like normal social media. It's so much more about the personality than it is about the physicality. Because oh, like there's so no no but like it, no that, that no that's not even a sweet thing like that's how the people make the ton of money like because you can shove something in you but everyone else is shoving something in themselves. Uh, yes, that becomes the. So how case. how are you the distinguishing factor with your fans or with your you know with your audience? It becomes like the vibe that you bring, the personality, your your character as the sexual object versus just a weird dichotomy. Well, but you we, know what I mean. We spoke it's a good with lesson. we we spoke with someone called. Um, Sienna Day, um, who was a porn star a couple of years ago on a on Modern Wisdom, 
And she was talking about the kind of the business model and the, the pressure to always produce and also how often like aggregator websites almost function as the lead magnet yeah, to get people to sign up for recurring stuff with you. So um, the, the, there's still the same pressure to like create lots of content, optimize for search terms, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. with the mid ticket recurring or low ticket recurring model and just going for volume. Because that was my question for her, was like, how, in a world of, of free porn on the internet, how are you making a living? It's fascinating. It, it, it's it's one of those t- topics that, like, everyone's aware that it exists, and everyone's kind of got a strong opinion about it. No one really talks about it or, like, understands how it works. It's one of the, like, you, it'd be weird if, like, Thursday, 9pm, panorama, behind the scenes of porn, like, you don't really see that, do you? Because obviously it's, it's very taboo, but it's a weird, a weird industry. How did we get? To, how did we start talking about this? We we're talking about wearables. Well, no, we were talking about <laughs> my data. We we're talking about child pornography of myself being online. Oh God, Alex, just absolutely ruining the algorithms. Uh, yeah, sorry. Apologies. Just laying it all out to bear. Here it is, guys. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but someone somewhere. No, no, but it's in like in terms of Sony Ericsson. In terms of being like manipulated by data, right? Like we're already fucked because someone could just put our face on something now. Like yeah. we can get deep, deep fakes. Yeah, yeah. Like saying egregiously horrible things, especially us three. Now we've got hours and hours of podcasts of knocking about yeah. like yeah. we're screwed. Like, I mean, even me saying, you know, pedophilia, like they can now turn that into like a clip of me saying something ghastly. And like, I don't think they, I don't think they'd even need the clip. That's the scary thing. I think yeah. they just load several hours of you talking. Into yeah. The and then can and just, then- yeah so but in any way that kind of means that like well fuck it i didn't say well, that you know what i mean yeah because it, <laughs> it the, make, the other it side makes of evidence like, not as admissible anymore if anything can be faked it's like well so maybe we'll just move back to an analog world where like or everything digital is just taken with a pinch of salt you, and not you have to have physically seen someone do something before you can say and then you think oh well it's okay i'll record it yeah, that was a hologram that, that was a hologram so, like, now, sorry now we're back to like the, the early 1900s of like i saw just... him stealing bread from <laughs> yeah. the shop oh, you are a reputable member of the society use if you are a doctor in this culture so <laughs> i will believe you and you should be sentenced to years in hard labor yeah <laughs> we, like, we still have to do that you know as a you have to get your passport signed by a doctor or like you have to get if you're applying for certain like oh yeah you have to get like a yeah solicitor or a doctor like luckily i live with one but um thank god yeah. yeah but otherwise like how do you just get access to a doctor to sign a a thing wait like, do they not charge for it is it not like yeah a, I mean, if, if you go to the gp you've got to pay 20 quid or 50 quid how dare they but i think like this, this is why <laughs> like this is why how, smaller I, smaller community accountability is so important this is a massive detour but no <laughs> even like personal accountability because we now, you know, we now live in this world of like where someone, I mean, so like cancel culture. I'm quite pro people that do sexual assault being put in jail. I'm pretty pro that. I worked at a rape crisis center. Like, I think that's fucking awful. And I think there's a lot of people that get away with a lot of shit because of the level of difficulty it is to falsify that stuff. But I think, you know, anyways, but as a side note, I think cancel culture also has this dark side to it. Again, it's all, it's always in the medium. I think like so much stuff is like, oh, fucking hate cancel culture. It's always going too far. And like, you know, there's a, a bit of nuance in there really that needs to be addressed. But I think in terms of culpability and responsibility, it's a very difficult question moving forward in society of like how we do this. 
like how we how we hold people responsible. So I think you have to be you have to have a center, like you have to in yourself have like a center of like, this is what I, I've done. These are, these are my actions. This is who I am. Like personally navigating that world. And I, I think that's, that's why I'm fine with like all my data being out there. Because I kind of, I know what I did. Like I know what I've done. I know who I am. I bop about in my day-to-day life and continue to just act like a human normally. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? That's, I see what you're saying. And people have a kind of, inherent desire when they're anonymous on social media or whatever to point the finger and feel better about themselves and be like oh look at that person they're terrible i I would never do that and so let's pile on the witch hunt and so it's a bit of a slippery slope unless it does calibrate which is why i'm not bothered if someone knows my blood levels (laughs) if someone knows your serum glucose like it's okay well it might be better that's, I think that's my view on it. Like, uh, there's the new the drama in the online world is that Apple are allowing people to stop tracking them, so that you know advertisers can't deliver targeted ads. But like, if I'm going to get advertised to, which I think at this point in time with the way that the online world is, that's going to happen. I would far rather. So like, because Yusuf and I share some social accounts and share a YouTube account, I get a lot of advertising that like means nothing to me. Yeah, and it's really annoying. So like I get because of because of Yusuf's rental property situation, I get a lot of like, do you want to start a rental property portfolio without having any money? I get a lot of that. I got that and the I other day on our YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. And I, I, so I couldn't care less. So like I would rather have advertising of like stuff I might buy, stuff I might care about. And so like if these companies want my data, have it. Like the chances of them targeting a malicious attack on me is so slim. So, but, but I'm afraid, guys, I'm oh, going to have to go. You're going to have to go. Upsetting. I know. I'm wrapping it up at, at such a deep, interesting discussion. Surely, <laughs> but we'll have to continue this. Exactly. Yeah, part three of part two of Bear versus Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Speak soon. Bye. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.